Tim and Sid. So funny, you might pee a little. Luckily, you can listen on the can. Subscribe to the podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Going in for the shot, the shot is It's game day. for the Leafs and Lightning. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, welcome to Leafs Morning Skate. On Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Mark Savard, Mike Zygamanis alongside Jeff Blair. Glad you made it in because it is starting to snow. You made it just ahead of the snow. It is. It is getting ugly out there. What are you doing this afternoon again? I, I have a match. It'll be televised, I think, on uh, Chuck's TV. Yeah. I'm I'm playing tennis with Gord Stelic. We're on the same team. There you go. So doubles tennis doubles with tennis. with Gord Stelic. The only thing that bothers me about this place, and today it happened to me again for the only the second time this year. Yeah. The lot's full underneath. And I don't have that magic card that you have. I think you get in anyway. I don't, any, you know, I don't have any magic card. Well, I just got a magic card that gets me employed today. That's okay. It. Well, I can't get in the parking underneath, and that, that's a real piss off. Yeah. It's, well, it's not, Travis, Travis, take, take, care of, take care of our people. Can you get my card upgraded, please, so people. when it's full, I still get in, please? How about me and Jeff take you and Gord on in a doubles oh, match? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You'll wow. never, I, what's, what's, your tennis, what's your tennis game like? What's you look like you'd game? be quick on the court. I hate tennis. <laughs> there, there are two sports that, that strike me as being waste of time. Tennis and golf. <laughs> oh, golf. I'm sorry. sorry. No, come somebody... on, I know. I, oh. Hockey players and golf. Dude, golf, I golfed in I golfed in high. I golfed. It's just, it's dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> what? It is great. It's a dumb sport. Tennis. Tennis and golf. Both. I can't believe yeah. he's saying I, that. You're... This is a really, I'm oh a decent, God. and this is a really good golfer you're well, sitting next to. Of course. Soccer? So you're going to say great. soccer? He loves soccer? How do you love soccer? The Australia Open, don't you stay up till 3 o'clock watching tennis like all of us? <laughs> oh, if, sorry, if it's not baseball. No, trust sorry. me. If I'm up at 3 in the morning, I'm doing something much better <laughs> than watching tennis. Trust me. It may not be, what I'm doing may not be particularly healthy, <laughs> and it's probably not recommended in the Canada Food Guide or anything. But trust me, it's much, much, much better than watching tennis. Well, you're miss- you're missing out because there's been some good matches. I don't know. Are all the- any of the Canadians hurt yet? Because it always happens. The Canadian tennis players always get hurt. They're like our downhill skiers. Remember, we used to make a big deal about our downhill skiers, and they'd always get hurt. Anyhow, enough of that. We got I, we we don't need to start any more controversy here because we're going to talk about the Leafs play the Lightning tonight. Lightning or eight could be eighteen points ahead of the Leafs. Um, what's what's more concerning to you, Mark? That that the Lightning are right now sixteen point ahead of the Leafs, sixteen points ahead of the Leafs, or that the Leafs are like four points out of eighth? I think I think it's the four points out of eight, and I, I think it's just your own team. Worry about your own team right now. You got your own issues going on. Never mind the Lightning. And I think that'll be what Mike Babcock stresses tonight. Never mind who we're playing tonight. Let's go out and play the way we played at the beginning of the year. And let's get back on the same page here because they've been on a bit of a slide here and it has not been pretty. Well, if you want to continue from last show and talk about leadership, this what, is... you going to pick a captain tonight? You're going to tell me they need, a, they need to pick a captain before the game? Yeah, maybe they'll put their names in, uh, you know, one of those secret ballots where they put their names in and send it to the coach. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll vote, eh? The old kids vote, the kitty vote. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is one of those times again, and I've uh, we've said it from the start of the season. When things don't go right, who do you look to in the room? And Savvy can can maybe add on to this. You need it has to fall on somebody's shoulders when things don't go well. You're sitting in the room. You've lost three in a row. Are some teams that the Leafs have played lose eight in a row? And you say. Who is this falling on? And then from there, who does the captain look to to get things going? And I don't want to say he calls players out, but you've seen this on some of the better teams. As a captain, you've got to ruffle some feathers sometimes, and guys aren't pulling their weight. Guys aren't doing things you're expecting to do to help your team win. Your job, that's when you need your leadership, mm-hmm. and you need your captain. But in saying that, who do, who do you pick? And that's that's been the tough part because I agree with what the Leafs have done by not picking someone. Because mm-hmm. this, if you're going to have lock up Matthews long term, he's most likely your guy. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I was thinking about all this stuff. Let let's let's take a look back at that last game before we look ahead tonight. Um, to tonight, of course, the booing of Jake Gardner. That's been a talking point. Um. You know, Brian Burke very publicly uh, upbraided the Leafs front office for not saying something about it. Guys, I don't know. I uh, I kind of think the fact that Morgan Riley, Mitch Marner kind of stood up for Jake Gardner, that counts more for me than whether or not the general manager says stop booing the guy. I, I, I mean, Look, you guys have been in, you've been in dressing rooms. I'm sure you've, there have been situations you've been involved in where there's been drama with players wouldn't you guys prefer the players to take care of all this stuff? Mark, I'll start with you as opposed to the general manager. The general manager comes out and says, don't boo him. Uh, my reaction might be, really? <laughs> yeah, Who no, are you I, to tell me. That? I, I think you're, you're onto something there. I, I think the players standing up for him just shows you how much, you know, not only on the ice, but in the dressing room that Jake Gardner means to this hockey club. And, you know, I look at a little thing like the Twitter thing that uh, trying to get Morgan Riley to go to the All-Star mm-hmm. game. I mean, Jake Gardner was at the, the forefront of all that yeah. he, on all the videos you see on Twitter. He was interviewing all the guys and trying to get his buddy Morgan Riley to the All-Star game. So it shows you it's not just, you know, it's on the ice, but it's off the ice that, that he's important to this team. And, yeah, the booing, I think it was deserved because it, when saying that, it, it, it was so much, you know, so many years of those little blunders that he's had along mm-hmm. the way that it all kind of just finally crashed down. Yeah. But I think it stops there. I, I think it's done with. I think the fans got their fair share and fair shake, and it was the rest of that night. And I think they move on from here. But you're right. I think the players standing up for their teammate was the way to go about with about this and mm-hmm. over with. First thing, when Leaf fans boo a player at Scotia, they are entitled to do and say whatever they want as long as it's not disrespectful. Mm-hmm. If you and for and another thing, it wasn't everybody. What was it? 50 fans. So let's not get carried away yeah, by I, saying it was everybody. I was watching it in TV, but, I mean, I heard the booze, but it, I, I'll tell you what, it, it, as I said yesterday, I mean, I've covered a lot of sport. I've been in, hell, I've been in, I've booed people when as a fan, and, and that, I mean, all I noticed was, oh, they're getting on Jake Gardner, and that was it. I mean, I didn't, certainly didn't think, oh, my God, I can't believe they're jumping on him. It, it was not the worst I've heard. Joffrey Lupo got booed. At a Jays game. So did Mike Komisarek. 
at so a Jays if you want to say it gets bad or this is bad, it can get a lot worse. So mm-hmm. let's take a step back. So first thing, <clears throat> the booing, fine. You you pay your money. You're allowed to say whatever you want at the game. Was it fair? I don't think so. Okay. That falls on a lot more, uh, a couple other players before it does on him. That just, it's it stands out. It's one, it's Gardner. Everybody loves, he's the whipping boy a little mm-hmm. bit. With this team. And, and, and was, not this year. It's it's come from the past. And the mistake is glaring a little bit. And it's it was, so naked. Yeah. It's it was naked. it was yeah, it was it was on the power play. It was a one on one battle. It wasn't a complete breakdown by Jake. It's it's Otter, he's a good play. He's the kind of the heaviness, the forwards we're we've been to go there, yeah. We've been talking about. We can get into that after. But back to the booing. It's I don't mind it, but it's not fair, and it shouldn't just fall on him. I like the way the guys stood up for him, but as Leaf fans, relax and watch the way we treat our players because a guy like Jake Gardner, with his contract, we need him. We need him to sign. We need him to we can get. I, I don't know. I think that's part of the problem. I think for a lot of Leafs fans, they just look at Jake Gardner and say, he's gone next year. I don't know how they make him fit. Well, they better hope that Leafs kind of throw him a bone. We were talking about this five years, five million, somewhere in that. And you bet he loves it here. He likes Toronto. He loves it here. I sat, st- stood behind him in Chipotle one day and he was ordering his burrito. He loves it here. Stands in line just like everybody else. Why were you going to Chipotle? Did, did they have a new, like, uh, did they have a vegan section? I guess they do, don't they? You could order vegan at Chipotle. You can order vegan. They've got a tofu burrito now, but their meat is sustainably harvested, or however you want to say sourced. it. Sourced. Sourced. Thank you. What does that mean? The cow lives after it's killed? I don't know. Don't, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Okay. Anyways, it's it's actually not a bad... <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> I know, dummy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God, I went to university, even if it was the University of Manitoba. Anyhow, Eddie, sorry. Yeah, so he, he loves the city, and we, yeah. we as fans, <laughs> we know, we, he, we better hope he re-signs here for some, that, yeah. around that number. We need a guy like that. So let's be careful who we boo. What happened in that game, Mark? I was at that game, and they just, they got those, you remember early in the second period, it was mm-hmm. kind of a no- boringish game nothing really happening the Leafs were out being outshot dramatically and then they scored to make it one nothing then they scored again in the second to make it two nothing got called back I thought right okay that 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 drives me oh that offside offside. and especially when you're in the zone for the whole you know minute and then you score and then it gets called all the way back so that gets called back then they score right away again after that happened and I'm thinking geez they might pull Varlam off here yeah and they don't. Then all of a sudden, they come right back down and score. And then Kadri has his turnover, and they score again. And then, you know, everybody forgets on the Gardner play. Yeah, Jake kind of had a weak effort, but Marner had a huge turnover at the line. That's how that all yeah. started. And Marner didn't come back very hard no. either because had he started <laughs> skating back, he would have maybe cut that off too when when um, Soderberg, Soderberg, you know, outmuscled Jake. So, yeah, it was it was an ugly game. The Leafs had nothing going. They're bad. They didn't win any puck battles. Um, I thought Matthews, though, was skating well. Mm-hmm. And he his minutes were way down. And then it's like in the last six minutes, I think he played four of the last six yeah. minutes. And, it, yeah, it was an all-in-all ugly, ugly Leafs effort. Well, they, they, get, the, they get the lead again. Mm-hmm. We thought we learned from this. 
a couple weeks ago, but that's going to happen. Teams are going to claw their way back in. How do you how do you keep that game? How do you harness that game? You you get the lead, you give it up. That's another area where this team needs to take a step forward. Let's we're going to get the lead in a lot of games. One, can we hold it? Yep, we've done it against the Canucks. Okay, we've given it up and lost, and we've learned from it. Now we give it up again. The game was right there for them to, to win. It's just it's tough to watch. You know, when you're looking at the Avalanche, mm. the way they played and the way it's like they fall 2 nothing, and you got to think on the Avalanche bench, it's, oh, oh, boy, here we go again. And then watching them play the rest of that game, I was like, does this team lose eight in a row? Or the eight and one. One of the things that really concerned me, Michael, is that um, the way and I look the Avalanche is that top line is it's a great line. It's one of the best in the NHL. It's it's my favorite. It's my number one. They're they are fun to watch, but much like Boston, I just it's not that they necessarily manhandled the Leafs, but they came pretty damn close to manhandling the Leafs. Like they, there was no. You watched them on the Leafs end when they were psyching. There was no fear at all. Um, they just looked, at, at times it almost looked like men against boys. That's it, really, it, 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 it really did. And this is the heaviness we're talking about. The, all of their lines, Colorado, they get the puck down low. They're, they're tough to knock off. They're, they're not a one-and-done team. Mm-hmm. They're going through a, a dry spell right now. They haven't been playing well. Nothing's going in. Your coach starts fighting with your players. That's going to happen. That's a competitive group. To be in this, uh, the funk that they're in and then being down 2 nothing to the Leafs and come back and win, that's a team where if you don't want to see them. I know they're in the other conference, but you don't want to see them in the playoffs, even if they get, come in at 7th or 8th, the wild card I just, spot. I wonder, you know, what concerns me about this too, Mark, is, you know, we saw – that game against Pittsburgh. It rem- that kind of reminded me of the game Pittsburgh played in here early in the year. Pittsburgh beat Toronto, and it's almost like it provided a template to beat Toronto. And you saw other teams sort of try to do that, and it worked for a bit. And and that game against Colorado, it just seemed to me to be one of those games where a lot of teams are looking at that going, oh, that's interesting. You know, it's no newsflash. The Leafs aren't the heaviest team in the league, and you can push them around a bit. But it looked to me like Colorado took away a lot of things the Leafs like to do. And I've got to think a team like Tampa, they're a smart team. They're well coached. Um, boy, I've got to think that they, they, look, they looked at the video from that game. They're just laughing. Yeah, and, and you know, we don't know exactly what the Avalanche game plan was, but they had 25 hits to the Leafs' 13. But if we all remember back the last time the Leafs were in Tampa, the Leafs dominated that game. They should have won that yeah, hockey game. Yeah, they still game. lost it. But they yeah, still they lost dominated that. it, yes. And that was one of those games that before the game going in, I said to Gordon, we were on doing least pre and post, and I said, this is a big game for, for, for Anderson for me, Freddie Anderson, because I want to see him come up big in a big game against a good team. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm waiting to see that again. And tonight's another opportunity for Freddie Anderson to go in. And if you remember too, Vasilevsky came back from big injury, and he was unbelievable yeah. that night. So... They got some things they got to get over here. And, and and one thing I thought about it back to that Avalanche game is that I thought Babcock got out coached a little bit in the sense that John Tavares was minus four. Mitch Marner was minus three. You got more guys that can play against their number one line than just the John Tavares line. And I, you've got the last And you got the last and change. And you've got the last change. You could have changed that up and gave Matthews some more good minutes. You know, 
when are we going to see Nazem Kadri getting pissed off again and start sticking guys? And that's the way he's got to play to play good. That might have been a good opportunity. You got the McKinnon lineup. Get out there and play your game. So, I mean, Babcock could have made some changes within that game, and he didn't. I At times, I don't like matching lines, especially when things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. Let's roll them. Whoever you get out against, they get out against. Enough with the matching line. Like, you're, you've seen it the last couple games. Any of the Leafs' three lines, who can they not play against in this league? That's what I'm thinking during these games. And I know Mike Babcock likes to put certain players against certain lines, but why at times? I, I don't I don't see the need for it at times. Like, let's don't overthink it. You well, have a, who, did, who, just, did you, who did you guys play? Go, sorry, go ahead, Mark. Just quickly, I want to yeah. just cut him off there because he's right on to what I'm on. Matthews had the most shifts in that game. At 28 shifts. Right. Right. And then you got Tavares down at 22, but still playing his 1926. Yeah. The 28 shifts seems to me, and I watched Matthews that game. I was at that game. Mm-hmm. And the, he played the last four minutes of the six. So his minutes aren't, were, you know, they're not legit minutes. Right. He had him out there. But he's going on the ice again. And this happened in the Boston series last, last year where he's on the ice. Oh, here comes the line. Take him off the ice. Here comes the big line, you know, put him on the, you know, bang, bang. And I can see Matthews going to the bench. At some points, he's sitting on the bench. And this is when I know a guy's pissed off. He's sitting on the bench. He's got his stick leaning on the bench. That's a, ba- that's a bad and one. He's sitting, <laughs> so he's not even holding on to yeah. his stick anymore. He's got it resting on the bench, and he's sitting back. Here, here, here are the different levels <laughs> okay, that Sammy no, wants to talk about. This is going to oh, No, seriously. Because yeah. I, cu- I couldn't do them, but I know, I know I've seen this. Okay, I've explain played with this the, to me. I've played with the savvies on my team. Yeah, Every team has okay, your, top, here it is. your top guys. This is, this is important for all of you to listen because this is about body language. And so you don't – and this, this will and tell you whether or not – boy, this is like dirty little secrets. This will tell you <laughs> – whether or not your favorite player's pissed off. So give well, me the... I, I, here's the thing. When I was driving down here to the studio this morning, I was thinking about body language because yeah. I'm coaching. And, I, and I, I almost want to call some of my coaches and be like, I, I apologize for my body language because I did a lot of subtle things that they noticed for yeah. sure. Because I noticed them coaching. And, and I'm what like, are they? oh. The market, well, because- I, I was pretty good at a couple, so I, I can okay. let you know. So, yeah, that one that one to me screams that he's just, he's done. That's what, stick on the... Stick on the bench and yeah. sitting back in your seat. So you're not even touching your stick. It's re- list, not resting on the, the stick. Yeah, not yeah. touching the stick. The other one is when he comes off the ice and he goes furthest seat away from the coach. Like down by the <laughs> oh, goal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, he's going in between the... If you're going in between the benches... Sometimes if there's a hallway, you go down the hallway. <laughs> oh, stop it. Not all the way that far. <laughs> but, but like in the second period, for example, the goalie sits down at this end, Sparksy. Yeah. he go right down and sit beside Sparks. Like I'm done with the guy at the other, like the coach. So yeah. he's done there. There's all, and then just, just when, you know, he pretends that he wasn't changing, he's out on the ice and the coach has made a change. And he's like, until Kadri comes out and be like, ah, oh, you're off, Austin. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, okay. He'll oh, yeah, skate you, off the, late. The prolonged the weight, prolonged by, by weight change. There's all kinds of things. But what? Okay, the prolonged. Tell me, what is yeah. that? The prolonged. It, the you prolonged just you just sit on the ice. Like I'm going for the draw. I can see them changing, but I'm not looking over. Yeah. And I'm gonna like dial in, tell a guy kind of what I want on the draw. Yeah. And then then the guy comes the guy, over and taps, taps you, and, like, you, and you left, look up and you're just like, oh, it's oh, oh. and oh, then you go back to the bench and you trod back. Yeah. You may give him a look. I didn't see any looks, uh, and you don't want to give the coach the looks. No, no. I, that's a bad one. But the mm-hmm. stick on the first the off, stick on the bit—that's tremendous. No, no, it's the, the. Let me give you the the steps here. Okay. One, it's okay. as far as you can. That's level one, phase one. Let, phase mm-hmm. two is, don't touch your stick. Just leave it there. Phase three would be gloves off 
and maybe a phase four helmet off and sometimes just sit there with the towel over your shoulder. No. And I see, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. And it's it's there. But, yeah, body, and body language matters. Mm-hmm. Listen to the college basketball coaches. They talk about it a lot. They, they don't do. They don't hold anything back. Yeah. They talk about attitude and body language. And it, it does make a difference because then it's not just the one guy. Then somebody else is going to see it. Then a third guy does it. Then a, what you don't want is then a young guy does it. And then your culture, everything mm-hmm. changes. So you don't want to see it as a coach. I'm not saying he's going out of his way, bad uh, Matthew's bad body language, but even he was vocal coming back to the bench. He gave it a let's he, go boys during the game, which you yeah. don't hear him too often. Yeah, you don't hear him talk to the bench. Yeah, so that was that was a something we haven't seen, and I like it. He was skating like Savvy said. He was skating a little bit more. You could see he was he was upset. He had a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. crag. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he had the crag, but he he did look like he he was upset and he had something to prove and he was trying to he he had the 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 captain. Yeah, that was the, you, well, know, you want to see it in your captain. We, and we can agree on this too. I, I think all of us right now, and this this will answer all of our questions. Why are they so good on the road? Because yep. they're not changing last. They're just throwing their three lines out there over and over and over, and whoever matches up against them matches up against them. Uh, that's a that's what you can say about the matching lines. I, they're better on the road, and you don't need. Who, who, who did you who did you guys who who did you guys play for? Was there a coach you played for who was just absolutely anal about matching lines? Are, are there are a lot of coaches like that, or are there guys? Are there still guys who are yeah you know kind of let it roll a bit? There, there's still guys. You know, a coach wants to feel like he's doing something right. He wants to feel like he's coaching, so he wants to do those matchups the odd time. Mm-hmm. I played for Claude Julian for seven years, and. He would have a couple matchups around the league, like his Sidney Crosby matchup. When Sid mm-hmm. was going, he'd want Bergie out there. That's fine. But he was more putting defense out against forwards. Mm-hmm. Didn't really worry. That's about, what matters. That's what matters. That's exactly. What matters. So we didn't really have the forward matchups, but he, he wanted Z was on the ice. D, you got to change when C Sid come yeah. off. Perfect. One guy, when you're starting to change five guys, it, it screws up the flow of the game, the mm-hmm. flow of your bench, the flow of your players. Yeah, and back to the point Savvy was making with Matthews having all these shifts and coming off. You have a rhythm to your game. Your top guys, they have a rhythm. You want to let them – that's why they want the minutes. Like uh, these top guys, if you get eight minutes a game, you're never going to score points. So we look at the fourth line, oh, you're not scoring. If you put a top guy, they're not going to score either. Part of it is time on ice, and you have to have a little bit of rhythm. When you keep taking a guy on and off again, it's tough. The Detroit teams, I don't remember Zetterberg and Datsu coming off and on this much. I don't know if I'm watching more games, but I don't remember them doing this. And um, that's that's definitely one thing to look at. Let's, Does Mike let's, feel he has to protect Austin Matthews? I don't think – the thing with the minutes, and we're always talking, oh, they're not getting enough minutes. You don't want these guys to burn out. Everyone's saying, oh, you guys don't burn out. It's, it's the NHL and – but there's, uh, it's physical and mental. You don't want guys, you want to feel excited going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You start playing guys, some of these guys, 22 minutes, 23 minutes every night. And I know as a top guy, you want to play your 22 minutes. But as the season drags on, some guys can't handle it. Yeah. And why flirt with it when they're in second place? Think of all the bad things that have happened. They could be in fourth. Place. <laughs> they could be in eighth in, in a week. But you know what I'm trying to say is yeah. it, why burn guys out right now if you don't have to? And Austin Matthews could have more points. Mitch Marner could have more. 
They could yeah. all have more points if they played 22, 23 minutes a game. Yeah. But why? That's one of the discussions they're having with the Edmonton Oilers right now. I know they were talking about the ice time that McDavid, now they're in a different situation, but the ice time that McDavid and Dreisaitl are logging. When it's when you're huge. one when you're one trick, it's you can get in the playoffs, but you're never going to last. You that um year to year you you can't get any better. Yeah. Times at the year when you start playing only your if you're a one-line team and the Leafs aren't that, it's tough when you see the the Avalanche, they fall into those funks. Teams like that, it's because you it, that's a one-line team. All four played great against the Leafs. I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from them, but that top line if you play them that much and rely on your top one line, it's not sustainable to, throughout the season and then especially in the playoffs. Um, we are going to take a break. When we come back, it'll be time for offside, onside. I've got one today that even Zygamanis is going to have to say I'm onside. I'm never I'm doing keeping that. keeping it to myself. I'm never doing that ever again, by yeah. the way. Don't, keeping it to myself. I'm never... Going to do the offside, well, onside, just, offside. Don't say something stupid like the Leafs need lost because they didn't have a captain. That's all. <laughs> is that <laughs> You're exactly fine. what I said? Uh, I, that was exactly uh, what you said. I, I, said got Leafs, on and, yeah. I said the Leafs need a captain to beat the Bruins. That's uh, okay. I don't even want to say any, Anyhow, uh, <laughs> Leafs morning skate with Zigamanis, Savard, and Blair on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Now Jeff Blair can tell you bedtime stories. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher and listen anytime you want. Sweet dreams. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Offside. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. All right, it is that time. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. I don't want to prepare stuff to get done. I want to jump in. It is that time, offside, onside, and at least morning skate. Uh, we talked about Austin Matthews and his body language, and now we all know what to look for. I'm going to watch every time he goes to the bench now. I'm going to look for the stick. <laughs> and if he has his hands off the stick, I'm going to tweet out. Anyhow. Um... I've got something that I, I think we're all in agreement on. Um, you know, Mike Babcock's rearranged his lines for tonight's game. Right, We're looking at Janssen, Tavares, Marner, Hyman, Matthews, Nylander. At least this is what it was in practice. Marlo, Kadri, Kapanen, Lindholm, Gauthier, and Connor Brown. I'm convinced we're going to see Frederick Gauthier and Austin Matthews in the same line before we're going to see Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner in the same line. That, to me, is a move that has to be made. Mitch Marner, I mean, you want to shake things up with this team. You want to get things going. Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews need to be in the same line. John Tavares is so good. He'll make whoever's on that line better. I mean, I'm tired of seeing Hyman moved up and Marlon move. That's not doing anything. I need to see Marner and Matthews on the same line. That, to me, is like the Leafs' nuclear option. That's what Mike Babcock has to do. Zygamanis, am I onside or offside? You're onside. It's a beauty! Finally got it. (laughs) You got one. You're one, one for ten. Yeah, I. I it's like, a logical move, isn't it? If you're looking to shake it up, yes. But how can you do it with this success they've had? I I like the move. You can do it because your team's losing. It's about the team. It is about the yeah, team. It's and about if, the team. And if you want to shake it up, fine. But the the Marner Tavares, it's they're so good together. It's it, what do you do if you break them up? 
and then you put them back and they don't have the magic anymore. Now you're, now you're in trouble. Mark, what do you think? I think you're onside too. I, I thought about this on the way down here today and I'm thinking, I was looking at the line changes and I thought, why is Marner and Matthews not playing together? They love each other too, by the way, Marner and Matthews. I don't know if you've watched warmups at the game, but they stay on the ice till the last minute together, Mm -hmm. making little passes and doing things. I agree. And the reason why I agree, not only for the Marner-Matthews side of things, that that's going to be an automatic match made in heaven, but I think with William Nylander and John Tavares, John Tavares goes to the paint all the time, mm-hmm. where William Nylander does not want to go. So I think... He's not going a lot of places on the ice. I know, he's not going a lot of places, but to play with a guy that goes there, and a guy that might even say something to him on the bench, like, Willie, let's go. Like, you know, I don't know if Matthews does that stuff to him. I think it'd be a great match, Nylander and Tavares. If you're looking to get Nylander going, I think these lines make a ton of sense. Who cares who's on the other side? You have to throw... I don't mind that at all. But to get Nylander going, I still don't even think... I I like that move, but I still don't think that's going to get a guy going. But I don't think it's... I'm not worried about getting William Nylander going. I'm I'm worried about winning games and having Austin Matthews. I want Austin... I want to have... You know what I want to see? I want to see a game where Austin Matthews is the best player on the ice and they win. When's the last time we've seen a game where they've won? He's had the most goals, the most points, and been the best player on the ice. In five or six games. Five games. I, and they, I even, need to see that. Even at that, it was a, it, it, what was it, Van, the Vancouver game? Yeah. One goal, two assists. But he wasn't even great that game. He's not the usual Matthews we see. But, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it's been 10 games. I, you have to, the Leafs are 500 right now. Am I not wrong with Nylander in the lineup? And they uh, were seven or eight games yeah. above 500 without him. So, when you're coaching, players come back in the lineup. I don't look for production. I've had this talk this year. My top players are out in another lineup. I'm looking for wins and losses. What am I with you in the lineup? Mm-hmm. That's what I look for. And I get that now from coaches that I used to play for. You never really, used to get that as a player? Right? No, but you, you, you really didn't care about your, your points. Guys coming in when I played in the, in the AHL and I was looked to score every game. The coaches didn't care if I scored. They, care, they want wins. Mm-hmm. They need wins. How can you? What's more important? I agree with you on this, Jeff, is, oh, you want the Nylander scoring or do you want the team winning? You want the team winning. But at some point with Nylander, three points in 17 games, when you're even giving him 15 minutes a game, even that's five minutes below what he's probably expecting, is a problem moving forward. It's a, it's a, it's a big problem. And this, it's not something new. This is something we've been talking about on the show for a couple months. I'm concerned when I see that compete level mm-hmm. from Nylander. And I'm a huge, thought, he's, he's great, and he's great. I'm a huge fan. I'm not putting a player down. It's just, I, thought he had a, I thought he had a pretty good first period against the Avalanche. He was he, flying. He was, he was flying. Fl- he's flying, but it's I can tell. But in that first period still, and I made the comment to Gord when we were watching, there was one point he had a bit of a step on a defenseman, and you know what I'm talking about. He's going to the corner. And all of a sudden, that reverse by the time he got there, he blew a bit of snow and let the other guy get the puck before he went in there and grinded it out. He's so, also doing it going to – sorry to cut you off. Yeah. He's doing it going to the points. I can tell when a guy goes out, if he's he has that conviction going out to the points to block you a shot. You talked about that goal, the, he's, the Subban goal, where he's, it's – Yeah, he's he kind of turned. Yeah. It's not the flamingo. Yeah. It's not the double flamingo. It's just 
you know what? If I take, if I'm off half a foot this way, I'm not going to block this, but it's going to look good. Yeah. And then also, I didn't like, um, was it the fourth goal by, by the Avalanche? The Leafs were in great coverage, but they weren't doing anything. And it was Nylander's player. Yeah. That, when wow. he comes in from the right side, that's, He's got to come back and protect the house. I, I understand. That's minor hockey, yeah. It is, but it, a lot of wingers are, you know what? I got to get my point. I got to make sure I'm in my point. No, but you got to come back to the house. Most NHL teams, when you're playing defense, your first job is to protect the slot, and then you go out to your point. Mm-hmm. He was there. He just didn't cover the guy. And I'm, if you want to say, well, it's going to take time for him to come back and start scoring, I get that. But you have to be defensively responsible. You, he, he's he's hurting the team. I, I don't know how else to say this. The, well, the other way you can say this is if tonight nothing happens again and he ends up a minus, he he should watch a game from up top. Or put him on the wow, fourth line. I, I, mean, I said put him on the fourth line. That's a little extreme, but I'm not against it. I say put him on the fourth line. Could you imagine? Watch. Watch from the bench. I mean, you play you play good fourth line? Okay, we'll give you another one. Don't you, you need? Too good? Put him to the third line. Play good? Kate, let's keep getting them up. Everyone else is, is, has to play by that standard. But isn't you that... Mike, you think Mike Babcock just gives these players ice time for who they are in their contracts? Doesn't that no. just turn... But doesn't that just turn it into a... I mean, you want to talk about a storyline. Never mind booing Jake Gardner. William Nylander sitting in the in the press box. That would be... I, I don't even I don't even mind. It happens. At, at, this, at this point, I don't mind it. Mm. But you want to know what? Cam That's, Atkinson last year. Yeah. And I, I know Tortorella is a, a special... Special human as a coach. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. But he... Special person might be Special better. person. As to whether or not he's a human being okay. debated. Oh, get <laughs> out of here then. <laughs> but anyway, he sat Cam Atkinson out last year because he was struggling. Yeah. He sat him out a game, watched a game, and Cam came back. Didn't have the greatest year, but this year he's rolling again and everything's fine. At some point, if a guy keeps hurting your hockey team, I think you owe it to your hockey team as a coach to say, hey... You know, you're not helping us right now on the ice, so maybe have a watch up top, and until you're feeling better, we'll get you back. Yeah, have a reset. It's not so much a, it's not a negative thing. Just watch one from up top. See what you need to do. See if you can get that hunger back. But I the, hear. The, the hunger is not there, but look at David Backus, 13-year veteran. He's, yeah. he's sitting out next game sitting. watching one, and he hasn't sat up. That guy scored two goals, the guy who took a spot. Did you see that last night? And that's going to happen. But watch watch David Backus when this team goes down the stretch and in the playoffs. He'll be mad, and angry, crank, guarantee, crangy, or whatever you guys Yeah, he's going to play with a lot of crag. I mean, crag. I suppose, you, and I guess I'm looking at it from your point of view as well, Mark, and this makes a certain amount of sense. If you move Nylander down to the fourth line, he is not going to be the first winger in the past two years who's seen Connor Brown take a spot for a couple of shifts. Mike Babcock... Babcock did it with Marner. I was just going there. That's what he did last year. He put Marner, Marner last with, the, year. with Matt Martin, and and I don't even know who was center. Maybe uh, Turtleneck Buchanick. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, they. But when Marner went down there, and good on Marner. Remember that line became the best line on the team. Remember, yes. and then he went up to the third line. That line became the best, and then the second line. So maybe that's the way to get this message across. But I understand what you're saying. You know, Leaf Leafs media would just have a uh, a heyday. If Nylander was a sit out a game, it, it would it would be ugly. But at this point, I, I'd rather Trevor Moore in there. Oh, I'd rather I'd rather him. Same in the stats, spot. right? Yes. Except Moore's only played six games. Yeah, I, I, just not even if he's scoring. Just having that 
presence, the speed, the effort, energy, is, getting yeah. to the dirty, all hey, that stuff. Is it possible? Is it possible? Uh, I, I talked about this after the uh, the Avalanche win, and we all year the talk has been they need help in defense, they need help in defense, and, and I get that they, they need help in defense. But guys, is it possible that this team might be two players away instead of one player, and that maybe there's something missing up front that they need to address? There's in, in, in a trade, and maybe you need both things. Maybe you need a, a better defenseman, but also a guy with, I don't, I don't know, a Soderberg, Reeves, Simmons, whatever that type of guy up front. Too. There, there are certain things I'd like to see. I'd like them see a little bit more heavier guys with a little more crag. I'd like to see another defenseman, just to see how th- that back end would do. But more importantly than the additions you need to make, is the maturity level from this team. They need to figure out different ways to win. And when I mean that, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a good example because they're playing them tonight. Their backup goaltender goes in, they still win. They fall behind in games, they win. Leafs outplay them by a mile, they come back and win. Their top lines don't score, their bottom six get them. They have trouble scoring, their defense can put up the points. They, they have a three and four road trip. They find a way to shut out the Dallas Stars. This team finds ways to win, and that's one area that the Leafs need to get better at, but it's not going to come overnight. It's not going to come with these magical players that everyone thinks they're going to find. This is just going to come with experience, and it may not be this year. Mm-hmm. But I like what Mike Babcock is doing. No panic buttons He's improving this team. He's he, The patience he's showing is the most important thing. And that's what I like. Forget about these losing streaks. Forget about Nylander. Forget about the defense that we need. This team needs to figure out more ways to win than just having a shootout with teams or having your goaltender play well. They need more, and that comes with time. This may not be the year, but I don't want to see them sell the farm. I don't want to see them give away all their draft picks. And Kyle Dubas is not going to make any crazy decisions trying to win the cup this year. And that is the right way to approach it. I like the management. I like what the coaching staff's doing. I want to talk a bit about the Lightning. The Leafs play the Lightning tonight at 7 o'clock on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet. 16 points up on the Leafs. Best team in the league. Um, he didn't know this until doing some reading to prep because we had Dave Andrichuk coming on. They lead the NHL in minor penalties. And they're sixth. In penalty in the penalty kill, they killed off six Dallas power plays and two nothing win over the Stars. Um, is this about as complete a team as there is in the NHL right now? I would have to say so. I, I mean, I look at the roster top to bottom, and and exactly what uh, Ziggy was saying here is that I look at their minutes too, and 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 they don't have to force any guys to play big big minutes because. Yeah. They're winning. They're they're able to move things around, and and that's a sign of a great coach too. When you're able to to know in a game when you're up four one to just kind of lay off the big boys a bit and keep them keep them well uh, rested for for what's to come down the stretch. But I mean, they've got four great lines, six great D, and and obviously two good goalies, and they've been able to prove it all season long. But when you say that they're they're an aggressive team, and that's what I love about them, and that that has to do with their penalty minutes too. They're on the forecheck. They're getting in there, and they're battling. I'm willing to bet most of those penalties far and away are in the offensive zone. Like I, I'm willing to bet that. they're they're from the forecheck. They go hard. They play hard below the the hash mark. Both hash marks. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> the back end. I mean, how big are those guys? Six six. Mm-hmm. Coburn and Hedman. They're they're huge back there. That's uh, they're like the they have the same impact on their team that Lidstrom had on the Red Wings. Those guys are big and tough to play against, and they've got some offensive finish to them, and it's contagious. It was contagious on the Red Wings when they had in that era, and this this team is so good, and it's it's because of those, and they have all it, because of those two guys. But they have the scores. They have Stamkos, mm-hmm. uh, Kucherov, and the emergence of Point. They have guys that can score, but let me tell you, it goes off of their back end. And when you get the goaltending that they've got, that's why they're where they're at. But the bigger thing is, it's the maturity. They they find different ways to win. Not here's a, here's a good way to put it. Not, when something bad happens to them, it, it they don't sit on the bench and hang their head. They're like, "All right, Leafs are out playing us. Let's turn it on. All, All right. right, we're down two. Let's get it going. All right, a goaltender let us off one in. Okay." And then Dave Andrichuk made the point, too, that, you know, they were pissed off the way their season ended last year. They can score goals against Washington in the playoffs. And that, you know, it, as much as, the, you know, this is a team that's had a little bit of success, there has to be that chip on the shoulder, though. They're expected to win. With this lineup and the seasons they've had, they're expected to win. But let me tell you this. <laughs> the seasons that they are having and the NHL the way it is, mm-hmm. the fact that they're that good every year it's it's a great it's it's great for the organization and you can't there's no fault there you can't say oh these guys can't win or they're not a Stanley Cup beauty is, of playing in a state with no income tax my friend it's a <laughs> lot easier to manage your salary cap and make your players happy when they're not paying but the income other thing tax. too is if you look at this lineup right now and I'm looking through it and we're talking about bringing in grit and heavy players I, I look at that Tampa Bay team and like you said they have some big defensemen which I agree with but I don't think they have that guy that's they don't. I agree with you when I look at it. You know, I know what you're trying to say, but then Paquette, uh, Callahan. They, I know they're not, they're not Sissons uh, and Watson. I'm not saying that on Nashville Predators, but they have it. T uh, J T Miller, they have that yeah. little, not the chip, but they play the with word. a ton of crag. Yeah, I was gonna say, say the word. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, because Par Lindholm, Freddie Goche. Par Lindholm, he's doing, I like the way he's playing. He fills a role, but you've you've got to score and but chip he's, in. He's it, soft it, as it, a puppy, it, though. In, to, in today's game, you, you have to score. This is a skill. It's speed and skill. Yeah, he's and, got and, one and, goal so far this year, right? Yeah, and you, you've got to, I know he's been decent on the penalty kill, but what's the least penalty kill? 17th in the league? Yeah. No, it, it's, it's not It's not up there. If it was top 10, fine. But the penalty kill isn't that special. Like, none of these guys are doing anything that crazy. So you need guys scoring, and I like Lindholm. He, he can take draws. He fills roles. He can play on any line. But as your guy, if you want to compare him to those players we just mentioned on the Lightning, yeah. it's not there. Um. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. It'll be the Leafs and Lightning, 7 o'clock on Sportsnet, 590, the fan of Sportsnet. Uh, very quickly before you go out here, must win. Such a thing as much win. Must win is tonight a must win, Mark. Well, they haven't lost three in a row, right, since last year, and this is the opportunity where their backs are against the wall, and they're playing a great, great team. So I, I kind of think this is a, a matchup. If they don't come out, and I, I'm not saying a must win, 
But if they don't come out and play a good hockey game and it's a close game, there's going to be a lot of questions in Leafland. I, I think it's the back. I'm worried about the back-to-back because then you're going in to play the Panthers the next day. And, and Sparky's going in there. And Yeah, yeah and it's back-to-backs are tough. And you're in Florida. you got a little bit of sun, sunshine on you. And, you, you know, you kind of go golfing, play some tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if we, uh, in for a battle hey, if we go, if we go, to, can we don't go down there and film? Oh, you know what I heard the other day on the show? Uh-oh. You guys are going to do live uh, Jeff Blair shows in um, Florida. In Florida, does yeah. that mean we go down for the Leafs morning skate too? Nope. <laughs> uh, Leafs and Lightning tonight at seven o'clock on Sportsnet Five Ninety, the fan of Sportsnet for Mark Savard. He'll be on after the Leafs game with Gord Stelic and Mike Zigamanis. I'm Jeff Blair. Thanks for joining us. Hockey Central at noon is next.